This is the Savvy Investor Radio Podcast with Mike Kinnett, a financial planner and estate planning attorney with a master's degree in taxation, and Ryan Herbert, financial and tax planner and six-time five-star wealth management award winner. Now, the Savvy Investor Podcast. Thanks for joining us this weekend right here on the Savvy Investor Radio. Today, we're going to talk about distributing your wealth in the most tax-efficient manner possible. Mike Kinnett, of course, is super qualified to talk to you about that because not only is he a financial planner, he is also has a master's degree in taxation, but he is also an estate planning attorney. So got that covered for you today. Also, income. A lot of people think about spending too much money in it uh, in retirement or not enough. So what's that sweet spot? Mike's going to talk to us about that coming up here on the show today. Mike and Ed, welcome. Great to see you. How's your weekend going? Right back at you, buddy. Right back at you. Well, how can it be any better? I mean, if you have kids, it doesn't get any better than <laughs> being able to spend the weekend with the kids. I mean, you know, Ryan's not here today because he gets to go out and play. I mean, my kids are older, so they want to just sit down yes. and have dinner and relax, have a beer or something. But, you know, his kids want to go out and play in the park. And he gets to he gets to take out the whole weekend, leaves me with this entire mess to handle myself <laughs> so that he and he says, oh, I'm going to go play with my kids. And, you know, he's got a four year old, and a five year old, or I guess she's turning six. And so he gets to get out there and get dirty, gets his hands in the mud and they make castles and, you know, they get to do all the things you have so much fun with when they're really small. He yeah. gets to go do that this weekend. So so a big part of your job is to help people distribute their wealth in the most tax efficient manner possible. And most of us guys want to leave a financial legacy to our loved ones. But U.S. News and World Report says that uh, our big mistake are not knowing how the rules affect the different kinds of inheritance. So this is your wheelhouse. Mike, so how do we make sure that we get this right for the ones we love? Would you be surprised if I told you that really the, the solution is sitting down and creating a, a sound financial plan? I'm, and I know it sounds repetitive. <laughs> well, I knew you were going um, but, for that, but, but yeah. But, but, but the reality is, is that you have to understand the tax implications of all those different buckets of money that you're leaving. And first and foremost, you need to make sure that you take care of you. Mm-hmm. If you're still married, take care of your spouse. I mean, you need to take care of each other first so that you're in a position that you can actually take care of a legacy plan for your kids or grandkids or whomever it may be going to, you have to understand to take care of me and my spouse first and then design the plan to take care of my kids and grandkids second. And we have to understand the tax implications, not only for my my spouse and myself, but the tax implications for my my kids and my grandkids, especially. Mm -hmm. They've just changed the rules on us. Think about that. They just changed the rules, said no longer do we get that stretch IRA. No longer do we get to expand out over the lifetime of our kids, that money that was going to come out to them tax efficiently from Ross or that money that was going to come out to them, even though they're paying taxes on it, they could at least expand the tax bite out over a number of years from those inherited IRAs. They've just changed those rules on us and it changes the dynamics of what a legacy plan looks like. Please, please give us a call. Think about it. It's all about you and your spouse and your family. It's time to make sure that your plan is in place. Give us a call. 866-597-1040. 866-597-1040. Let us sit down with you. We'll show you how to create those income plans for you and your spouse so you never have to worry about outliving your money. We're going to talk to you about how much you're paying in fees. We're going to talk to you about how much risk you're actually taking with your portfolio. You're going to be shocked about both. We're going to talk to you about estate planning, tax planning, risk management, long-term care, 
everything that you need to know in order to make sound financial decisions for not only you and your spouse, but for your legacy, for your kids, for your grandkids. That is part of being a good father, about being a good spouse, making sure you're looking out not only for yourself, but for your entire family. So when people go to see you for the first time, uh, you mentioned that we have to take care of ourselves first. Is that hard for them to think about? Is that difficult for them to get in that frame of mind because we want to take care of our family uh, so much, uh, the kids predominantly, but do you have to refocus us sometimes that, no, you got to take care of yourself first, your spouse, and then your kids? Absolutely, Michael. I mean, a lot of times when, when clients come in the door, part of their focus is still on what do we need to do to make sure our children are successful. So Mm -hmm. many of us have have kids that have struggled. Maybe they're going through divorces. Maybe they've had some economic issues of their own that they've gone through. And we always, you know, I don't care how old your kids are. They're always your babies, right? I mean, you know, your daughter's what, 13 now? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter. She'll she'll always be your little girl, no matter no matter what happens. And so we always want to look out for them. We always have this this tender spot for them to make sure that they're they're taken care of. But the reality is, is the only way you can take care of them is that you have to be in a position to take care of yourself first. You have to have the resources. You have to have an income plan. You have to have enough in reserves for your own personal emergencies. You have to have a plan for long term care. I mean, mm-hmm. think about this. If you're constantly taking care of them and you deplete your assets and you don't have enough to take care of you and your spouse through the, the long-term care process of, of you know aging into a nursing home and through the nursing home. And even if it's just an assisted living center, as you get older, you just need a little extra help. Yeah. You need that money. And if you, if you spent it all on the children, are they actually going to be in a position to actually come in and physically take care of you? Well, I, I'm going to argue no. For the most part, kids nowadays, you know, our generation, not your generation, Michael, but my generation, those of us that are you know, over 50, we're the last generation that's actually going to make more money than our than our parents, right? We're mm-hmm. going to actually be in a, a better financial spot than our parents are. These kids nowadays, these kids that are 30 and 40 years old and 20 years old, two of them, it takes both of them to support their yeah. household. If they have to give up their job to come in to help take care of you, right? If you need assistance, if you need somebody to just watch you. I mean, my mother-in-law is a prime example. She lives in a retirement community and, and she's in a very, very safe environment. But my wife literally goes to see her three and four days a week. You know, she doesn't need physical assistance with getting dressed or remember her medicine. But my wife has to constantly watch her, pay attention to her, make sure she gets to her doctor appointments, make sure all these things are taking place. It is a full-time job. And, you know, fortunately for us, my wife has been able to stay home and take care of those type of things for us as a family. But that's the exception to the rule. And certainly for younger people, the ones that we're helping out, my kids, they're probably not going to be in that position where somebody can give up their job, which is why we say you have to have a plan. Make sure your income is secure for you and your spouse. Make sure that you have reserves for you and your spouse. Make sure you're taking the least amount of risk necessary to accomplish your goals. Make sure that you have some sort of plan for your long-term care needs, whatever they happen to be. Make sure your estate plan is in place. And the reality is, is that, look, you can take care of yourself and you can still take care of your kids, but it takes having a plan in place. It just hasn't happened by happen chance. You have to have a step-by-step guide to say, here's what we need to do to make sure we get them 
and ourselves to the place we want to be. Let us sit down with you. Let us help you with that plan where we're showing you how to create the income stream for you and your spouse. We show you how to have a nest egg set aside in such a fashion that we can actually deliver a legacy, a legacy that will actually benefit the children over their lives, a tax efficient, maybe even a tax free legacy for those kids and grandkids that you want to take care of. Let us talk to you about risk management. Let's talk about fees and taxes. And quite frankly, taxes are so important. It doesn't matter how much you make. It's how much you keep at the end of the day. We have seven years left to take advantage of these incredible tax rules. Before we get into uh, discussing more income uh, coming up here on the show, I got to ask you, and and I think I know the answer to this, but you uh, have been an estate planning attorney for many, many years. So you've seen a lot of people, you've seen a lot of things go good, and you've seen a lot of things go bad, unfortunately, when they either don't follow your advice or come to see you too late. You paint a picture of retirement and we know so many things can go wrong, but I got to imagine, and I know that it has to go so much easier, Mike, when you have a plan and you follow that plan. Well, absolutely. Right. I mean, if you have a plan in place, I mean, think about all successful basketball teams, Mm -hmm. football teams, all sports people. It's not like they just show up at the game and say, Hey, let's play football today. You know, they have a game plan. Belichick is not one of the most successful coaches in NFL history just because he shows up with the Patriots to play football. You know, he has a game plan and he studies what's going on so that he can be prepared for all the facts and circumstances that come up along the way of the game. And that's exactly the way you need to treat your retirement. You need to know here, look, here's how we're going to create the income streams. What happens when there's a 20% or 40% market drop? Because you know what, folks? It's going to happen again. You know, is it today? Is it tomorrow? I don't have that crystal ball. You know, I I tell this story all the time. (laughs) My my five-year-old came in the office, knocked it right off the desk. Because you do get a crystal ball right out of stock. Is that true? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Every every graduate gets a a crystal ball so so they can predict the future. My kid dropped it like so many kids do. So I don't have that anymore. But the point being is that you have to have a plan, an income plan that isn't impacted when the market drops 20, 40%. You know, you have to have a plan. So what happens if when taxes go up Mm -hmm. double triple because you know what folks at the tax rates we have now in our lifetime we've seen tax rates double and triple of where they are today so the reality is it can happen and so you need to have a plan for what happens if tax rates go back up you know they just changed the rules on iras and roth iras that's a huge change for people you need to have a plan to accommodate those changes and it really does start with that four-letter word a plan right you have to have a plan so we hear this a lot The closer you get to retirement, the less you should be invested in the markets. But Barron's editor, Jack Howe, tells Fox Business that that's not necessarily always the case. There are too many people out there who underinvest in stocks according to their age. If you don't know what the percentage is for you, you got to talk to someone and find out. Mike, talk to us about your process at ProStatus. I mean, is that, you know, do, do we do we need to be more invested as we get older? What's the sweet spot there? Well, I think the sweet spot is different for everybody, right? I mean, I, I know that's the, you know, kind of a, the, the official answer you're supposed <laughs> yeah. to give on the radio because, yeah. you know, no two people are alike, all sure. that type of stuff. But but the reality is, is that, and this goes back to that, you know, I, I hate to beat a dead horse. It's the plan, right? Everybody needs X amount of income. I, I don't care who you are. You need an X amount of income. Mm-hmm. You need the income for the roof over your head. You need the income for the food, your health care, you know, take care of your pets, whatever, whatever it is you need for you. It's X. It it amounts to something. Sure. So from my perspective, the amount of money you need to have in the stock market is directly related to how much money you need to set aside that should not be in the stock market 
to take care of your income stream. You know, you work your whole life and you catch a W-2 or you're self-employed and you have your income coming in, but you like the fact that you have that income coming in each and every month and it's steady and reliable and you know it's going to be there. Well, why would you want anything different than that during retirement? You know, you want your Social Security because you like the fact that it's going to be there each and every month. If you're fortunate enough to have a pension, you love the fact that that pension comes in each and every month. Mm -hmm. Why would you not have all the income that you need to have? Now, I'm not saying that you need to have, if, if you only need... If you only need $5,000 a month income, you don't need to create $10,000 a month because you only need five. Sure. But certainly, if you need five, you want it as safe and secure and reliable as it was when you had that paycheck, when you had that pension, when you have that Social Security, you want that safe and secure. And by doing that, what that does for us, what that gives Ryan and I the ability to do is then we can sit down and say, okay, look, of your $100,000, I'm making this up, of your $100,000, we need to set aside $50,000 to create your income for the rest of your lives. Mm -hmm. That's going to take care of you. It's going to take care of your spouse. Now we have $50,000 left over. Let's talk about what we want to do with that. How much of it do we want for you for emergencies? How much do we want it for you for the that wiggle room, that play money, that funny money that you can just do wacky things with, you know, take that extra trip, whatever it is you want to do. We want to have that money set aside. And quite frankly, how much money do we want to earmark towards taking care of a legacy? And that money, once we know how much money that is, that's the conversation you have about how much risk are you willing to take? And and the reality is, is when the stock market's up, everybody wants to take the risk, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. when the stock market's up 10, 20, 30, 40%, everybody wants to be all in. But the moment the stock market starts dropping, everybody needs to be out of the stock market. Well, I mean, think about just this last May. You know, January through through April, the markets were pretty good. The S&P did pretty well. We'll come into, into the month of May, all of a sudden, boom, the markets were given up depending on where you were. You know, if, if you International stocks gave up better part of 10%. The S&P and Dow gave up better part of 4 and 5 The The NASDAQ gave up, you know, 5 to 10%. I mean, there were huge drops on different categories of the market. And, and people get nervous and upset about that. Well, okay, I get that. But if you don't need the money to live on, because, you know, when you're 25 years old and the market went up and down 20%, you yeah. didn't care. And when, yeah. the, when you were 40 years old and the market went up and down 10%, you didn't think too much about it. Now, maybe when you got to be 50, you started worrying about it a little bit because now you're thinking, hey, I might need that money. Well, hey, I might need that money should be the clue, right? <laughs> the money that you need, right? I, the, yeah. I mean, that's the clue, right? Yeah. I mean, the reason why you, we're talking about it, the reason why we're even thinking about it is because, hey, I might need that money. Well, that's red flags, that's sirens, that's that's the bells, that's everything's going off in your mind that says, hey, I might need that money means I shouldn't be taking risk with it. It's so logical and yet so many people miss it. Figure out how much money you need to live on. Segregate that. Put, make that as safe and secure as you possibly can. The rest of the money, take the risk that you can sleep at night with. You know, look, if you can, once you've secured your income, once you know that no matter what happens, I'm going to get my paycheck each and every month. My income needs are going to be met. I've taken care of everything I need to take care of, and I've even accommodated inflationary pressures. I've taken care of what it is I need. Once that's done, you have money left over. Whatever that money's left over, that's a sleep at night issue, right? Mm -hmm. How much risk are you willing to take? If, if you know your assets and income needs are being met, well, heck, take as much risk as it's not going to bother you. Now you can think like a 25-year-old again and think about how fun it was to be footloose and fancy free. I mean, not that I want to <laughs> relive 25. I don't want to relive 25. Right. But the flip side to it is, is that, hey, I had less cares in the world when I was 25. Well, 
You can do that with your money once you've secured your income. So while I agree with him that a lot of people don't have enough money in the stock market, the flip side to it, I think he's coming from it from the wrong direction. Mm. I think you should first secure your income because only by securing your income, by only taking care of me and myself and my spouse, only by taking care of us first, can I then say, hey, I can take a little bit more risk with the rest of the money because I know if things go bad, if we have 2000, 2001, and 2002, where we have three straight years of down markets, heck, there was a period from 97 to 2010, you made no money in the stock market yep. for 13 years. Think about that, making no money in the stock market. 2000 to 2008, you did nothing but lose money, tons of money in that time period. You don't want that to be your income stream. You don't want that to be your income to fluctuate like that. So you secure your income, take as much risk as you want with the extra. And the way you do that is sit down. Give us a call at 866-597-1040, 866-597-1040. Sit down with us. Let us show you how to create those income streams. Let us take that worry off the table. Then you can take as much risk as you want to take. We'll talk to you about how much risk you're taking. We're going to talk to you about how much you're paying in fees. What is your long-term care plan? What's your health care plan? What about your homeowner's insurance and automobile insurance? What about your estate plan? How are we going to leave that legacy to your to your spouse and or your kids? And most importantly, we have seven years of incredible tax rates. We have seven years to take care of these incredible taxes. Some of us may spend our retirement accounts too quickly in retirement, but the flip side of that is that we don't spend anything at all. We worry that we're going to run out of money, and that is just sad because we've worked too hard not to be able to enjoy our retirement. So Mike Kinnett, what do we do in this situation? One of my first clients, uh, her, her name is Hilda. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to throw her name out there. She's she's long deceased. She was just absolutely wonderful. And it was a heartbreaking experience for me because it took me the better part of 3 years to convince her that she could actually spend her money, and by the time I convinced her that she could actually spend her money, she was so riddled with cancer Within a month or so, she had to move into a, an assisted living, and she died like a month later. And you know, uh, when I, when I first started working with her, she lived in a row home in Baltimore, and she had a she was a survivor of a police officer, so she had a police officer pension. She had her own social security, and she was a retired AT and T operator, so she had a, a pension of her own. So her income needs were more than being met, and she had well over six hundred thousand dollars of assets, and her house was paid for, and it, it was a it was a three-floor row home where her kitchen was downstairs and the bathroom, the, the two bathrooms, were upstairs. And she was in such bad physical health because of this cancer just eating away at her. Mm. But she was so afraid to have somebody come into the house because she was afraid she was going to run out of money. You know, I tried to convince her to have somebody come into the house to help with the cleaning because she, she was so painful for her to stand up and sit down. She couldn't clean the way she wanted to clean. And because she couldn't clean the way she wanted to clean, she was afraid to bring somebody into the house to help take care of her. And she needed that so desperately. I mean, it was just, it was just absolutely heart wrenching. And I remember, I still remember when she finally said, yes, Michael, I will spend some money. I will do what you're telling me to do to bring people in to help me. The, the words, I mean, she literally said, 
please don't let me eat cat food. Mm. I mean, that, that was her fear. I mean, obviously a depression era baby, but sure. that was her concern. And she had this pension where she had more than enough money coming in each and every month. She had over $600,000 and we're talking about in the nineties. So th- I mean, th- she had a good chunk of change set aside and she was terrified. She was so worried that she wouldn't have the income that she needed to take care of herself. She wouldn't move forward. And, and that's where somebody like Ryan and I, that's where we come into play. We, we actually, help you. You know, I, I joke around about it. Sometimes my job is to take your hand and force you to cross the street. <laughs> Sometimes my job is to hold your hand and keep you from running across the street. So, so the reality is this goes back to the first part of the, the this conversation. What's the sweet spot? I, I don't know what the sweet spot is. Everybody has a unique number, but once we find your number, once we create that income stream, you don't have to be in a position where, like Hilde was, once we know that your income needs are going to be met each and every day, once we have a plan plan for what legacy you want to leave, once we have a plan for how you're going to take care of long-term care, I mean, it's not that you're going to go into a long-term care facility. It's not that you're going to need a nursing home or an assisted living. You might be one of the fortunate ones that, you know, you go to sleep one night watching Johnny Carson and you just don't wake up. I mean, that can be a, the great, I think everybody, that's the way you yeah. want to go, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, peaceful, quiet, nice and simple. But the reality is, is that once you have all those things in place, once you have that plan, it can give you that comfort. It says, look, I can spend X amount more if I want to spend. I can help my children out if that's what I want to do to help my children out. I can take as much risk with these extra assets as I want to take because I know my income needs are being met. And and folks, I'm just telling you right now, the comfort, the, the relaxation that you will have knowing that no matter what happens each and every month, your income needs are going to be taken care of. It makes such a difference, a profound difference in what your retirement is going to look like. And this is Mike Kinnett. We'll see you, the Savvy Investor, next week. Thanks for listening to the Savvy Investor Radio Podcast, brought to you by ProStatus Financial. For more info on Mike and Ryan, to schedule a consultation or upcoming workshop and radio showtimes, go to thesavvyinvestortv.com. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Mike Kinnett and Ryan Herbert are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products. Insurance licensed in Maryland.